Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Look, real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure, you can fill it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, bars, and life. Giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Shit, know what we stand on. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use, the culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah, revolving the art, the shock, oh, with it, keeping the beats on the block, don't miss it. Welcome to the city, stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paste better. The fix is in and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Yes, sir. You're now tuned into the fix. Your source of faith infused hip hop RB and poetry right here on Sirius XM channel 154 Holy Culture Radio. It's your boy DJ Focus checking in. And it's your girl Dice Gamble checking in on this Tiptoe Tuesday. Happy New Year. Again. Yeah, we're going to keep saying it all week long. Happy, Happy New, New Year. year Happy New Year. We're going to get that thing in our spirit. This is a new year, new opportunity God has blessed us with. And uh, we are excited. And in, in, uh, listen, uh, how you mm. said, nice. We are in anticipation in of what God going to do for everybody. Yes. Be waiting. Everybody. Everybody Thank should you. be excited. I'm excited yeah. for everybody in our circle, everybody, friends, family. I, I've been telling everybody. I've been talking on the phone. Mm. I said, "Listen, you, you you better get ready. Get ready. Get mm. ready. Get ready." What mm. Bishop Jakes would say: "Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> mm. get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to tell you, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be a great year. It's already been a wonderful uh, year so far. You know, these past couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm just pumped, man. God is just showing up early. So <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. Can't I can't even imagine what the end of this year is gonna look like. So. Mm-hmm. But no, man. I was go ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna say I'm. I'm. I'm I can't listen. I, I don't even want to know. I'm gonna just continue <laughs> to ride the wave. That's why we say we ride the wave. Catch this wave with us, and we just ride the wave here on the fix. We ain't worried about it. But listen, I'm excited because this is day two of uh, of the fast. Anybody who wanted to join us, um, I did say we are fasting. For anybody who wants to join me, come on and fast with me. Mm. This is day two, and um, I woke up this morning excited again. Uh, just feeling the presence of God uh, really taking me to a higher level. Um, So I'm just encouraging everybody who uh, wants to go on this 21 day fast with us. Come on and fast with us. Uh, Give up something. Give up something. (laughs) Don't give up what you can give up. Make sure you talk to your doctor about it. Uh, you know, for all my ones who like to do pure fast, everybody can maybe cannot do pure fast. So make sure don't be over spiritual now. Make sure you're doing what you need to do to keep yourself uh, afloat. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely loving this being day two. And uh, I'm excited for the new music that's going to drop this year, Dice. That's something we didn't bring up yesterday. That was crazy. We we already know some of the projects that are just like sitting on the shelf, which is waiting to drop. So we had a lot of artists last year that just really took off. One was Scooty Wop. I feel like it was Scooty Wop year. 
Um, 1K Few. 1K Few, yes. The 1K Few's year last year. I even argue What Up RG. That album mm. he did towards the end of the year was like a project that was necessary. Um, so yeah, those are just a few of the artists. There's a lot of yeah. artists we, we're going to talk about uh, throughout the the you know the next couple upcoming weeks to just tell you about you know music was dropped last year. Get y'all ready for new music this year. Mm. Well, you know what? They could try to get ready, but they still not ready. <laughs> they they heat, really ain't because when, when, when that dice gamble dropped, y'all y'all really gonna just say the mouth. Just everybody just gonna be fall on the flow. Oh wow. Toe Listen, out. trap Toe worship. You just gonna be just laying there worshiping and trapping at the same time. Mm. You mm. right, you right. Ain't no telling what God gonna do. But all I know is He's showing out. Mm. And uh, I, I'll be honest with you, I can't say all. Look, I, I feel like one of these artists that come on the show. I can't tell you everybody who's gonna be on the project, you know, because you know privacy and you know we gotta make sure they sign their release forms. But the point is, um, it's gonna be fire. It's gonna be what? fire. Well, as soon as I can, I'm snitching. I'm telling everybody I'm going to be the number one cheerleader. Dice Gamble dropping, featuring da, 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 da. You better look at it. It's in the stores now. Stream that thing. Buy that thing. Wow. Once again, you're tuned into the fixing. Of course, our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music. That keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. Listen, we have another hot show for you guys. Listen, Dice had the opportunity to do a great spiritual detox with our brother, Stevie Rizzo. So you want to keep it locked, uh, Dice? I know you had fun with that one. Mm, come on now, Rizzo. <laughs> keep it locked for that exclusive. And listen, today we're just talking trendy news. Yeah. Um. So of course we know we have to dive into the uh, Tory Lanez verdict, as well as um, everybody in broadcasting journalism are missing and mourning the loss of a legend, an iconic legend. Mm. Um, Barbara Walters let's be very clear she opened up the doors for a lot of broadcasters a lot of journalists um, especially uh, when you talk about women what she did for women specifically like yeah I mean I, I said it I said we wouldn't even be here and I and I and I and I say we I mean obviously you had women in journalism uh, back in the day but what two three people max so um the fact that Barbara kicked indoors, she wasn't liked. People did not like her. They didn't think she was cute. She she had a speech impediment. Um, they were not trying to give her space, you know, but she just kept pushing. Like, that's why I'm like, man, if God tell you something, you just need to move on it. Like, he will move everybody else out the way to, you know, to put you on that platform. And just the fact that she started the view. I mean, that it's, it's ridiculous. She has affected every generation for the past 60 years concerning her journalism so that's that's a lot of people that's a lot of interviews and she just brought us some exclusives um like i said from uh ooh, the big one uh your monica Lewinsky, uh all your presidents i mean come on now i mean we could just go down a list of people of uh, barbara streisand fidel castro like she's just dope so we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna talk about it we're gonna talk about it Absolutely. But listen, we know what y'all came here for. Y'all came here for these bangers. So let's get y'all up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Uh, we have music on the way from, yes, uh, we got some Otis Kemp on the way mm -hmm. as well as, yeah, our brother. Yeah, we're going to get some uh, 1K few since you brought up that 1K few. We have uh, Ishan Burgundy on the way as well as Pastor Mike Jr. But right now, yep, let's go ahead. We're going to start this thing off right. Uh, Brandon mm -hmm. P and Scooty Wop. Keep it locked. You're tuned into the fix. 
And the fix is it. And listen, we are back. It's your girl, D-I-C-E, DJ Focus. We are uh, on the fix right here, Sirius Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. And y'all, listen, today we have a super special guest that has dropped by the show. And we are going to hear some amazing news today. I'm a thousand percent sure I've been rocking uh, with this gentleman's music all morning and we just have a lot of questions. Some of you may know who he is already, uh, but those of you who don't know, you are going to find out today. So y'all just um, tweet somebody, holler at somebody, you know, I don't know, post somebody that we have Stevie Rizzo on the show today. Welcome, Stevie. How are you? Hey, thanks again. Well, I appreciate you for having me. The honor. Come on, man. Come on, man. Um, listen, DJ Focus has one of his superstar friends, celebrity friends on the show right now. And the reason why I say that is he hit me to you. So I need you, Stevie, to let everybody know who you are. Can you just kind of get an idea of yeah. all the things that you get to do in life? Yeah. So as you guys know, like I'm Stevie Rizzo and um, I'm just like a Christian artist. I would say Christian R&B. And I'm just bringing the kingdom vibes, but I'm doing it in the, I guess you would say the non-traditional way, the, 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 the regular R&B way with a little bit of hip hop in there, what I birthed on, you know what I mean? Oh. Doing it for the kingdom. Doing it for the kingdom. Speaking of the kingdom, listen, um, can you give us a little bit of your faith story, like your backstory concerning your faith and how, how that came about? Yeah, for sure. So my, like my backstory is, Look, I could say it like this, right? Growing up, I always thought uh, the mission of of life, right? When you when you start figuring out life, you try to figure out what you're here for, what your purpose is. I personally always thought my purpose was to live a good life. Hmm. Um, don't do anything too bad, and then the 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 main purpose of life was to live good enough to make it to heaven. I thought hmm. that. Oh, I thought like. Hopefully when I die, I'm not in sin at that time. So keep repenting of my sins along the way. Mm. In game is when I die, I'll make it to heaven. Ooh, I won. Game over. That's <laughs> it. That's all I was shooting for in life. You know, you- literally just do good enough to make it to heaven. That was it. So and- who introduced you to the faith? So I grew up in church, but until I figured it out for my myself, that's what I thought it was. I grew up, my, my grandparents were pastors. So like. I was always in church, but to me, church was just, you know, teaching you how to do good. You do good. You don't sin too much and you go to heaven. And then I stumbled across kingdom. Like when I was old enough to actually learn it for myself, I came across the authority and the dominion that we have on earth. Mm. And that really woke me up to like, wait, it's not about me getting to heaven. It's about a life I'm supposed to live here on earth that I'm that I'm not living. You know, then I'm like. All right, well, like Jesus died. I mean, Jesus came to like reestablish what Adam and Eve lost. And I'm like, well, what exactly did they lose? Like they really lost the kingdom. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm supposed to be like powerful. I'm supposed to be moving mountains here on earth. I'm not supposed to just wait until I get to heaven. And that really woke me up and changed everything. Man, that's awesome. Um, I appreciate you for um, sharing that. Let me um, ask you this. At, at what point did you realize music was your mission? So oddly enough, like like I said, my grandparents had a, were pastors, so they had a huge church, and it would it would get prophesied to me since I was four and five years old. Like 
God has called you to be a, a singer. Um, mm. Before I ever sung, before I ever sung a song, it was a prophecy to me multiple times. So mm. up, it was always like my grandparents used to start making me sing. They like God called you to be a singer. They they used to make me sing. I used to cry every mm -hmm. time. I'm like, mm -hmm. want to sing? Like I'm not a singer, you know. But mm. it was just like called over my life for so many years. And then, like I said earlier, once I was old enough to make my own decision, I just fell in love with music. And, mm. and that was probably, I'd say like 16, 15, 16. And it started then that I really fell in love with music. 15 or 16. Okay, well, wait a minute. Because you said your, uh, now your people were uh, of the church. Yeah. But you, but you do a little R and B ish music. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so um, had that always been um, the type of music that you wanted to get into? Once you, once you knew that, hey, music is my thing, and this is this is gonna be my music. Or did you start out a little more traditional? Nah. You know, and then. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. You're good. Nah. So um, I strayed. I, I strayed far, trying to find myself. I. <laughs> like 15 I dove deep into because I grew up on hip hop um, R&B I didn't grow up on Christian music I went to church every okay. Sunday but I like I knew Hezekiah Walker Fred Hammond they was cool but I grew up on Lauryn Hill Kanye West Jay-Z like I grew up on that I was hmm. finding my sister CDs still in the CDs and like having my little headset and like I grew up doing it that way you know so when it was my turn to make music I, of course I went straight R&B rap talking crazy and <laughs> I did that for so long. Like it's really it's really crazy to even talk about. But yeah, I strayed and then um so I started out in that side. I started out in actually doing R and B. And then mm. um when I decided to make that change for the kingdom, it was just already in me. Like that sound was already in me, so I'm not like forcing a sound. It was just mm -hmm. what, I, what I was as an artist. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Um, so what about the process? Like, do you work mostly by yourself? Like, are you inspired by, you know, old stories or things around you? Or like, and the, and the reason why I'm asking you this is because this one song we're going to talk about, uh, yeah. the title is over 3,000 years old at this point. So, so <laughs> like, where do you draw your inspiration from? Like, what is that? What is that process look like? So musically, uh, I, I work alone musically. I write all my own things. Um, I feel like music is art. So how I view art personally is like a Picasso painting. I don't see three people painting a Picasso photo. I feel like mm. it would take away from it. Um, even if the song, I feel like you can have five people work on a song and the song can be a million times better than it could be if it was just you. But that's the whole point of mm -hmm. art, making it who you are. Mm. So that's just right. what believe as an artist and I love just working on my own things so but as far as like topics and things uh, I get that straight from the Bible because I want my generation to be more uh, Bible driven with life mm. in a whole like seek ye first the kingdom you know so everything I'm doing musically I try to take it out the Bible so even if people hear the song and they don't really know um, per se who Esther is they'll have to look back in the Bible and next thing you know they're reading the Bible you know what I mean so is that a is that a passion for you for a reason or is that just because you know that's where you're from but like are you on a mission to teach you know what i'm saying yeah i mean yeah 
What, what have you noticed? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, what what have you noticed with the music uh, here recently? And I'll say within the past five years, like, mm-hmm. just your observance of kind of the direction that it's going. You know, like, has anything stood out to you or? Uh, music in a whole, the volume of it has been what I've been noticing most. But also, like, the content. The content is just mm. so unimportant. <laughs> Mm. Oh, like musically, we just as artists, it's really becoming um, oversaturated with just so many like negative things. And listen, like I understand if people have, if if you live in the hood, right? I understand you mm-hmm. would want to make a song about the hood, or if you a gangster, you want to make a song about gangster things. But it's like flooding mm-hmm. our generation with that, and it's like even a gangster is not gangster seven days a week, twenty four hours a day. You know, so right. what you portray in your music is important because I feel like I, the ears and the eyes are the gateway to the soul. So that's I, I see like over the past five years, I would say I was just noticing the volume of music and it can mm. boom you really quick if you don't pay attention to what you listen to. Is that it can change you really quick? <laughs> yeah, it can, you yeah. Can boom with that, you know? That's true. That's true. Um, so who are some of the artists you actually draw inspiration from now? Because you're you're in a genre that it's fairly new to the kingdom side. I mean, I think people are starting to be like, hey, I know how to I know how to run with this one. But like, who are who are some people that you're inspired by? Are they I mean, I heard you earlier the hip hop. You named the hip hop uh, heads. But yeah. concerning like, you know, what I'm saying like, is this is this style of music going to be kind of where you're going, you know, into the future? And if so, like, who are some of your inspirations? So, um, I don't like saying this, but <laughs> go ahead and say it. <laughs> like it's new. It's a new thing. And I don't listen to secular music anymore. Like I stopped mm-hmm. secular music once I started doing Kingdom Music. I just oh, I God. feel like I shouldn't. And I I was just on live yesterday explaining this to people, but I feel like as creatives, one, we were made in the like the image of God, right? The ultimate mm-hmm. So as a creative we shouldn't have to compare ourselves to the other side, to the worldly side of things, because we're doing it for a different purpose. So I don't have to make us mm. and make like a cool song and then add some Jesus in it, or be like, let me get this cool beat and then so I'm gonna add some Jesus at the end. Like, ah, like that's not the point. The point is to first kingdom. Like I'm bringing Jesus first. I'm praying before these songs. I'm, I'm like. I'm making sure the messages is hitting right. And then if it's a cool song, that's cool. Mm. So that's how I go with it. And as far mm. as like inspirations, it's just not many people doing the Christian R&B that like I listen to, unfortunately. I don't like saying that, but yeah. Um, from my perspective, it's not as, it, it's, it's, it's fairly mainstream, but it's more so the gospel side of things is mainstream. We have like gospel and then we have like Christian, like acoustic. Mm stuff like that mm-hmm. like the chh and my lane like christian r&b isn't as mainstream as like gospel and i feel mm-hmm. like that's where we're going in the next two years 
I think you're right. Yeah. I think I think you're right, and that's why we're here. Uh, all right, y'all. Y'all are tuned into the fix. We are right here on Sirius XM channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. Y'all keep it locked. We'll be right back with Stevie Rizzo. Hey, y'all. We're back. You are tuned into the fix. Your source for faith infused hip hop, R and B, and poetry right here on Sirius XM channel 154. Holy Culture Radio, and who we got in the studio today is Mr. Stevie Rizzo. And listen, if y'all missed that first half, you can go ahead and uh, push that rewind button and go on and catch on up because we're going to go ahead and jump into the second half. So, um, Stevie, listen, we've gone over your background, um, how you were introduced, you know, to music and the kingdom and things like that. Um, what's what's next for you? So, wh- wh- where are we going next? Where are we taking this next? Like, what do you have? next for us so uh my next year goal is to drop a plethora of music <laughs> i plan on dropping like a lot of songs um i think i'm gonna turn it up next year that's my goal for next year just to really like get the christian r&b space look i'm trying to have a hand and getting it to where i feel like it should be so that's the goal oh so what does that look like I think Christian should be number one because look, I always relate back to like um, the the Elvises and Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder. Like they were all singing gospel music. Mm-hmm. Like gospel music has been very influential and it's been um, a high priority, especially in our culture when it comes to choirs and melodies and all that stems from gospel. So I feel mm-hmm. like it is only right that gospel should be number one. And in doing that, it, it's going to take the the industry the gospel side to be more uh youthful you know also like we have to we have to incorporate the youth in it in any genre that you want to see grow mm-hmm. just like just like country had to do with accepting Taylor Swift as the youth at the time and it grew mm-hmm. more just like uh, any genre that that want to be number one is going to have to incorporate the youth in it more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um what do you think has been that disconnect because the youth <laughs> you think oh you try to put it on the youth you try to put it on the kids yeah. um well i guess my question is um the, uh, concerning the disconnect like I, I scream and yell all the time especially concerning pastors and leaders uh-huh. because during covid we lost a lot of churches because they just weren't on the internet or they didn't have a facebook page or they didn't have an instagram it's like yeah. they just refused to deal with these youthful um things you know what i mean so mm-hmm. that's, that's 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 why i was like man listen i believe that to your point mm-hmm. if if we are who we say we are we should always be first we should always be the one doing things in excellence you know we should always be the ones running i mean if it's kingdom it's kingdom i mean that you know what i mean yeah and that's why that's why i was asking um but you were very quick to say us what what role do you believe the youth has played in us not having a position well, the, you just felt like Christian is corny, unfortunately. Um, all my listen, like when I first switched, and I was like, I was telling my guys, like, nah, I'm going Christian. Like, I, they they were clowning me, like, oh, what you Rizzo Franklin? Like, what? How you <laughs> gospel? And like, God, Christian is always corny. Even even you can see now on TikTok, you'll see Christian artists with the with the headline saying, if they think Christian art Christian is rap is corny send them this like that's mm. the book everybody think christian oh that's corny gospel right. corny so we doing it that's we why doing it. <laughs> like until we start seeing christian and gospel as cool and like oh i see this artist prevailing and he's doing christian oh i see mm. 
we only got Lecrae. Everybody say, oh, Lecrae popping as a, a Christian rapper. But until we start seeing more success um, backed by Christians, then the youth will realize it's not corny. What do you believe are some uh, key elements needed for success? Because obviously, you know, um, we wouldn't have this show. I don't know if you don't know uh, yeah. if it wasn't for Lecrae because Focus um, drew a lot of his inspiration from Lecrae yeah. and then turned into the show. But like, what do you... What, what do you think it's going to take? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. from, from your perspective, you like, this is what you do, you know? Yeah. And I, de- I definitely have an old school perspective of why it, the push is hard. But what do you... What do you think? What do you think first? I blame the church all the time. That's my go-to. Okay. okay. And, and I blame the church. Let me tell you why. Yeah. <clears throat> Not that this is my interview, but no. we, we always support the world first. And I'm like, we okay. have... We have everything we need. You know, you just talked about the youth a minute ago. And one of my old pastors, shout out to uh, Bishop C.L. Carter, First Missionary Baptist Church, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, he always talks about how if you don't have youth in your church, your church is dying. You know, like, so there, you should be embracing all things youthful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because uh, as we all know, you can go on any block in America, especially in the hood. And it's an old church that's dilapidated or shut down. Yeah. Closed down. And so for me, what, the reason why I say I always blame the church is because like we tend to not embrace our younger children's ideas because Mm. we have this old school ideology like that we know everything Mm. but god God is always doing something new Mm -hmm. so that's 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 my response but what what do you all right i i agree with you on that um but thinking like from i I look at it from when i was young and how i looked at it right Mm -hmm. what is this is what this is the disconnect in my eyes gospel and christian if you show what you have like from success it's it's considered boasting so we don't do that one i always tell my people you're successful once you're obedient to what god's telling you to do anything mm-hmm. after that is a byproduct of success so we're not in it for big houses and big cars that's we're in it to succeed by being obedient to god but we also have to do more of showing that we can have worldly success like materialistic things also you know god mm-hmm. don't care you can as long as you're giving your 10%, your other 90% can be whatever you want it to be. So I feel like us as Christians, we do have to show more of that. Like I'm out here succeeding. One, I'm being obedient to God. So I'm succeeding spiritually, but I'm also su- succeeding in the world mm-hmm. by living this type of lifestyle. Because you think back to gangster rap. Gangster rap wasn't cool. Rap was about dancing and, and just beat bopping mm-hmm. until they started seeing how successful gangsters looked. And then everybody was like, oh, I want to be a gangster rapper, too. They all look successful. So if more successful Christians actually show that they're succeeding, then the young people are going to be like, oh, they can succeed. And they don't got to worry about getting robbed and killed and shot. And, you know, they they spiritually and worldly succeeding. I want to do that, too. Yeah, stay right there. So we had about 87-ish rappers have been shot. Right. Uh, We did a... no, I'm just saying, like uh, over the past couple of years. I mean, Focus and I, we did a whole show. We did a whole show on this, and it, trust me, I'm irritated by it. But have you been able to keep up with the trend of we blow this rapper up, they do this, they go out, they get shot? Like, have you? You know what I'm saying? Have you really been right. keeping peep, peeping that? Have you? Uh, before I ask you my next question. Yeah. 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 Okay. A lot of people believe that um, there is an agenda concerning right. the music. I know we were talking about, you know, just the state of music earlier and 
and just the repetitive, monotonous messages that are in it. What do you think it is? Do you think it's us as as artists? Like we just aren't understanding that there's an attraction there when, you, when you're speaking certain things? Mm-hmm. Or do you really think that, you know, people are just being pushed to create that agenda to be suppressive to, you know, different communities, you know, to help suppress different communities. What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I do think it is an agenda. Um, it, it boils down to what the labels and the up top guys are investing in and uh, pushing to the forefront. And unfortunately, it isn't um, it isn't our style of music. All right. So I'll say this. Even if you know Christian artists that are big, that are the biggest ones in our industry that are young, the youthful, right? I'm speaking for the singers. They're not singing R&B that the world likes. They're singing more gospel stuff, even the younger people. So they're keeping the youth disconnected. Like, that's what I'm going to just keep going oh, back. Oh, that's good. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because even the young people that are succeeding in Christian, they're singing more gospel songs that our generation don't relate to. Hmm. You know? So it's just keeping it disconnected. And then the youth is going to stay disconnected and keep gospel over there. So until we can uh, get together, get like gospel and youth as one, then everything going to change. The new narrative of cool is going to change. <laughs> like, And that's where it's going. Social media is helping it too. All the um, Christian influencers is helping that drive that way too. That's good. That's good. No, we believe that too. Um, trust me, April, it was history being made. The show that you're on right now is the first show 24 hours a day that plays faith and filled inspirational, you know, music with tons of DJs and just clean music, which is, it's kind of baffling to me, you know, concerning, you know, you travel, you're out there. So, you know, all yeah. these artists, you know, we've had almost 200 artists on the show this year and, wow. and people are just like, where are these people at? And we're like, they're out there. They yeah. just need they just need your support. Like they are grinding full of music every day. Um so let's let's get into the music. Um you dropped uh you dropped are you dropping something new? Tell us all about it. Nah, I just released this song <laughs> Esther, like a couple of weeks ago. Um I released this new single of mine. It's called Esther. Um it's about Esther and the Bible. I took that book of the Bible and made it into a song. And for those of you who don't know who Esther is, uh, she was married to King Xerxes, and, but her cousin Mordecai had adopted her. Her parents were murdered at a very young age. Yep. And, um, you know, bottom line is he had a lot of swag and uh, she was beautiful. And uh, yep. so she, she, you know, she found her place in that particular kingdom. And um, uh, this little punk, you know, uh, he just took her through some drama, you know. So and here's the thing. Yep. Cause I I want to stay right here. Cause I know you made this song for, in I guess to inspire the ladies. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, bro. When I listened to the song, I was like, this is something that men will play. You know, like like I mean, yeah. I was like, oh, he made this one for the girls, and I'm like, no, he made this one for the married people. Like he made this one for you know whoever. Yeah. yeah. Get into it a little bit. It's one of my favorite stories about adoption and just helping to save people and identity and power and things like that. Like this, the fact you did it, I even Googled it today just to find out how many songs had ever been titled Esther and they're not a lot. So I give, see. give yeah, bro, give us, a, give us a little bit of the background of this. Um, one, I did want to highlight the Holy Girls. Like I felt um, they just needed something, like needed a song. And a lot of people, 
uh, the younger ones are looking to marriage. That's what I was seeing. I kept seeing it on Instagram and TikTok. Every every girl is talking about marriage and guy bring me my, you know. So I'm like, my Boaz, where you at? Right. From <laughs> Boaz, I got dropping next year. Ruth and Boaz. I, I wrote a song about them. But yeah, so with Esther, the thing I loved about Esther, and it really translates to both sides, like male and female, is that she was able to save her people with her position. So mm-hmm. it, it was, I made it a marriage song, but it's really about position. Like um, she came from nothing. She gained something, but in her gaining something, she didn't gain for herself, for selfish reasons. She didn't gain and sit back like, whew, I'm a queen now. I made it. I'm good. Close the door to the world. She was, she affected the world with the position that was given to her. You know what I mean? So I feel like that was the most important part, but she also had to wait and be patient and be diligent about uh, where she was going. And once she got there, she she changed everybody's life. Yes, she did, man. Um, and in full transparency, I had um, I hadn't been siding with Kanye concerning mm-hmm. concerning free speech, but in listening to this song today, I was like, this is another reason why uh, that man owes the Jews a lot of apology. Yes, yeah. it was another revelation for me that they've been persecuted for way longer than we often bring up. You know, in historic facts, right? And I was sitting there today, like, man, I didn't even, I didn't even, I didn't even think about this story. You know, a couple of weeks ago when Kanye was on his rant. You know, like yes. this, is a, this is a whole nother example of, you know, like that wasn't the first time that they had really been uh, taken advantage of. So I appreciate you making the song, not just because it's for the holy girls, but I appreciate you making the song because for those of us who really are into their word and really are into revelation and really are into the story, you know, one of God's stories, like this one for me was like, oh, this is perfect. This is perfect for the times and per- perfect for the message. And the track is banging. Y'all definitely need to listen to it. Um, so what about you? Let's talk about this Esther because uh, you're not married. Nah. Okay. So let's talk about it. Is this something that you potentially want to have, you know, like a marriage? Yeah. Yeah, um, as far as marriage, like like the song say, I'm just being patient. Um, I'm not oh, rushing. This is your song. You wrote this about you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is your song. That's hilarious. But yeah, I, I feel like everything is in God's timing. And my next year mission is to get the genre in a good space. I'm not putting my music before anything God is calling me to do. Hmm. I'll say that. But I feel right now God is calling me to focus on this music and that's where i'm at with it um so and let me say this too because this i spoke this before but i want to say this because like it's just important for for where i'm going right i feel like i came from such a lustful eye when it came to women right um growing up just doing r&b i had very lustful eyes and i feel like the devil always try to attack you where your purpose lies right and I feel like making this song Esther really made me realize my purpose was to unify the men and women on the on the Christian side. And I couldn't unify a woman if I kept looking at her and seeing lust, mm-hmm. you know, like and that was what the devil was low key doing to me was really like attacking me from my purpose. So I finally like beat that lustful eye. And now I can look at the holy girls like I was saying and see like, oh, man, they they do want to be married and they want like and now I can cater to that because I'm not looking at them and seeing lust so that was just a, a little segment I wanted to like drop in there that like be mindful of where you're being attacked because low key is going to be your purpose 
That's good. That's really, really good. Um, can you um, let everybody know where they can follow you, Stevie, and also introduce your single? Yeah, you guys can follow me at stevierizzo.com um, is my website. And any social media is at I am, I am, Stevie Rizzo. That's across all social medias. Um, this this new song I just released is on all platforms. It's called Esther. If you don't know the Esther story, by all means, please tap into the Bible. It's going to change your life. This song is called Esther. All right. It's your girl, Dice Gamble. Thank DJ you so Focus. much. Oh, come on, bro. <laughs> of course, Thank you thanks. so much. You, you guys are so necessary for the space. What y'all doing is like invigorating and we need it. So thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you for um, giving us a job, man, because uh, we, we're not going to have this job if you stop making music. <laughs> so we we need you as much as you need us. We are in this together, brother. It's been a pleasure uh, having you here today. Um, and let me uh, ask you this question for focus. If you could create a super group mm -hmm. with, with three other individuals and they could be dead or alive, mm -hmm. who would you pick? A super group. I'm probably growing uh, me, of course. You said with three others? Oh, yeah, with three others. <laughs> me, I would say Fred Hammond. <laughs> I would say Lauren Hill and Kanye. What? <laughs> I hear Fred on all those hooks. Just killing those hooks. Yeah. All right. That's dope, man. That would be insane. But that would be fire. And that definitely would be on my top five of, of groups of all yeah. time. So, okay. like I said, uh, amen. Once again, Dice Gamble, DJ Focus, the fixed radio show right here on Sirius XM, channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. Uh, listen, we've enjoyed having Stevie Rizzo, Rizzo out today. Um, and y'all make sure y'all follow him on all his social media platforms. Make sure y'all go ahead and run the numbers up on that song, Esther, because I, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, you can let it play over and over again. The fix is it. Yes, sir. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix. Your source of faith infused hip hop, bar and poetry right here on Sirius XM, Channel 154. Holy Culture Radio. It's that time for our real talk conversation. And listen, we're just talking trendy news today. Um, of course, everybody, uh, you know, has been talking, I would say probably the last, you know, week or so um, um, about the Tory Lanez verdict. Uh, we do know that Tory Lanez was found guilty of shooting Megan Thee Stallion, um, the Canadian rapper uh, fired at the Houston uh, hip hop uh, star uh, when they argued. They had an argument uh, from leaving a party um, that uh, it, went, it went wrong. It went sideways. Dice, let's be very clear. We don't know all that was said uh, in this conversation, um, but we do know that, uh, unfortunately, Tory Lanez was found guilty, hmm. and um, he does have to face some time. And, of course, we know there's been so many reactions, Dice. Let's be very clear. There has been so many reactions. I do want to talk about uh, the reactions first before the verdict. I know a lot of people were on both sides. I, I thought it was kind of kind of odd, you know. Um, there were some people like going after Megan Thee Stallion, and there were some people that were like going after Tory Lanez. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, one when you talk about Megan Thee Stallion, um, she was the victim here. Let's be very clear, you know. Yeah, we, I'm gonna act like she was not the victim. I don't know 
what all was entailed in the, uh, in the altercation that they had, but I, we know that she didn't shoot Tory Lanez. He did shoot her. So that does make her the victim. Uh, I don't know why people were going after her in a negative way. Um, because, yeah, you know, you might, you know, be able to have some type of disagreement or some type of argument. Anytime violence comes out of the argument, um, the person that, you know, does things need to be held accountable, I think, guys. So a lot of people, like I say, with Megan Stallion specifically, I, I saw mixed um, conversations of some people were saying, okay, you know, this is a shame that she got shot and, and kind of helping her out. But the, I saw a lot of people just going at her and, you know, she deserved what she got and this, this, and this. And I'm like, I, so that, 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 to me, that was toxic altogether, guys. I said that all to say that, like, that was just toxic. I, you know, you know, it, it, so that, that right there itself was toxic. Okay. Fast forward, we know we're past that. We know the verdict is out. Mm-hmm. Tory Lanez has been found guilty. Um, you know, share your thoughts on everything you you saw within this whole uh, process of everything transpiring. What did you see? You know, you said something earlier about uh, people were on both sides of this thing, and I think they were a little confused because Megan tried to cover it up. This was August 20th, 2020. They were leaving a party, party, pool party at Kylie Jenner's house. And four people got into an argument inside the vehicle of whatever vehicle they were in. And um, obviously, Tori had a semi-automatic weapon and it was unregistered. And I think that Megan knew that. And so she didn't want him to initially, you know, one, they didn't. So a neighbor ended up calling uh, the police after the neighbor heard the gunshots. And, uh, you know, she stayed in the car. But her, her statement was she didn't want the police to get involved or anything like that because you're black at this time in life especially in LA dealing with the cops you roll up you got an unregistered weapon like this could have just went into a whole nother thing so she was really protecting him out the gate but I'll be honest with you focus if you shoot me ain't no protecting I'm not protecting you for nothing I don't care if we friends I don't care if we dating I don't care if we married if you shoot me you're gonna have to deal with this when the police roll up and I think that's what she should have done. And then we wouldn't even have had to go through this whole long, drawn-out situation. But, you know, she was just trying to be protective. <sighs> but, um, yeah, so we're here now. He, he, yeah, he, he, he's definitely uh, charged with shooting her. And uh, it is what it is, you know? C- Canadian rapper going to jail. I mean, I, I get it. Nobody... Nobody wanted to see him go. I think his parents just thought that, um, I don't know, Jay-Z or Beyonce and them were going to do something to save what, their son. But what could they do? I'm just I'm just wondering, like, what I would love to talk to them. Like, what what do you think could be done? Are we talking about paying all people? I mean, because mm-hmm. at this point, what else could be done? We know that happens, and, and yeah, we ain't gonna act like it doesn't happen. No one will ever own up to it, but we know judges are paid off, and we, we we know. But I'm saying, outside of that, what 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 else could be done? And and if you buying off judges, is that good integrity? Like, okay, at what point do is anybody held accountable? So you don't want to hold your son accountable because he actually did shoot Megan Thee Stallion. Like it, that actually happened. So you don't want you think he should get off? He shouldn't have to go do anything. So what outside of Jay Z and Beyonce doing something? I'm not saying Jay Z and Beyonce do this at all. I'm just saying what could have been done outside of something illegal. Let's be very clear. <laughs> no, no, 
I don't know what what they thought could be done. I don't know, man. I just think that um, I don't know, man. I, I just think it, I definitely, obviously, the rant that the dad went on, Sunstar. Yeah. Um, it's all over YouTube and Instagram everywhere. I mean, that's okay though. But I mean, I said this before. Um, why are you not turned up all the way before before something bad happens? Like, oh, that's a good point. Let's talk about it. Turned, I'm just saying, like, as parents, you, like, and you and I both know because we talk about this offline. Like, if your what, child, what yeah, if your child's not doing something or they're running with the wrong crowd or you feel like they're into something they don't have no business being in, you speak up because mm-hmm. that's called being a good parent. But don't wait till they get in trouble or something happens and then you're like, oh, and then you want to blame somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, 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 you go ahead and you know, talk to your kids, let them know what it is. You know, and then when 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 whatever hits the fan, you're like, yeah. So we had that talk about two years ago. Remember, I brought that up, but you still did what you wanted to do. So here we are, own it. And guess what? Now you got to go do your time because you thought it was okay to have a gun, wave it, shoot at a girl, shoot her toe off. You thought that was funny, but he's been charged on three felony charges in respect to the shooting, assault with a semi-automatic handgun, having a loaded and unregistered firearm in a vehicle, and gross negligence in disarming his firearm. So his sentencing is set for January the 27th. So, I mean, I we already know he's going to do some time. And he does have a son. I don't know how old his son is, but it just sucks. It's like, here we go again. For no reason. You can't. I mean, after after you've been blessed and you get to hang out in all these places and have all these cool friends and put all this cool music out, why you still gotta be out here acting like a donkey? You know what I'm saying? So it's just like it's just. I mean, the behavior we you gotta change. You know, you gotta change. Um, you gotta grow up. And so he's gonna eat this, and uh, he'll be all right. Yeah, he's gonna have to be all right. He's gonna have to uh, absolutely. Right. You know. Uh, you know do whatever he has to do um i you know i don't even know if he's a believer or not but i pray he does you know develop a relationship with christ on a deeper level if he is a believer uh, i think that's what's going to keep him strong that's what's going to hold him that's what's going to keep his mind and his mentality in a good place at least in my you know, my opinion mm. um it, do you find it funny that something always happens or something is always when you when you talk about any of the Kardashians or the Jenners, oh, no, 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 no. But I remembered. But you know what? Let me tell you this though. Why is it the, always the, something? The press did a great job at leaving them out of this <laughs> because well, a lot I'm of people, not. Lot I'm people, bring a lot of people, a lot of people didn't even know that. Like, I don't know, man. It's just I don't I'm know. I'm gonna bring man. them up, guys, because I just think it's always funny that there's always something in conversation with them. They just always. Got this power, so man. They're, they're leaving they're, their party they and they just happen like you, you just happen to be leaving Kyler Jenny's party and you shoot your girl cuz they were in some form of relationship. They're not owning up to it, but everybody kind of knows that Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion they were dating or you know something talking whatever you want to call it nowadays i don't know what they call it but we know that they were in some type of relationship they were there as a couple like together it wasn't like tory lang was there walking over to some other celebrity uh female and all in her face he was with megan the stallion at that party everybody knows it there's pictures out there that everybody sees it but i just like i say i just want to understand that you know 
why is there always something with the Kardashian and Jenner women that's negative? I mean, they do great things. I I, I just think. What that. are they? Tell me some of the good, because I always see the negative stuff. So pray for me, Dice. I, I'm sorry. I don't want to put you on the spot, but come on and enlighten me with what what what, what does uh, Kylie Jenner do again? I'm, I'm, she's just a. Uh, I mean, I no, mean, seriously. I'm not. I'm not insulting her either. I just really want to know. Seriously, like, what 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 what's the what's the thing that they do that's positive? I mean, the sad part about it is I think Kim put a really dark cloud over their whole family concerning all that sex tape stuff. You know, they keep up, keeping up with the Kardashians. No, no, this, the, the, the mama too. Let's, let's be very clear. No, no, yeah, the mama. And yeah. her dating a little bit of everybody and just kind of wild and raunchy. Let's be very clear. Yeah. I'm not just saying this off of just saying it. I'm saying it on what I see. So that, once again, I want to speak something. Positive. I don't, where is it? Why well, I, I mean, they destroyed men. Let's be very clear. They have a strong suit of destroying men. It's so, on wax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. Uh, I, I would definitely say that they've been entertainment for the world. Okay. Okay. They have, they have been entertainment for the world. They do make donations to the California wildfire relief efforts and things like that. Um, they also give to Hurricane Reef. Um, you know things definitely back in Texas, um, like they 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 donate ten percent of their earnings every year to um, you know whatever it is uh, concerning like needs around the world. I mean they do give back. They raise awareness uh, concerning homelessness. You know Kim was studying to be a lawyer, like just trying to make you know what I'm saying like she's trying to get out of prison. You know when she was hanging out with uh, your boy, uh, whoever she used to be married to, Kanye. You know like they. They, they they have been staples in their community but the sad part is it does seem like I don't know if it's just the dudes they mess with it's just it's I don't know and maybe yeah. it's just not good choices in men maybe maybe that's where we are maybe that's where we are because I can't pick one person in that family that has probably made a good choice concerning a man no and so, I don't think um you know bless her heart and I don't mean to down uh you know I, I'm you. not trying to attack none of them Thank you. But I do hold the mama accountable for. Yeah, I do. I hold the mama accountable for making money off of sex tape off of her daughter. Focus. And which mom? Which mom? Um, don't do that. Oh, see that? You know what? They gonna kick us off the air. Why you? Why would you do that, Dice? I'm talking about. Oh, Lord have mercy. There's only one mother. Let's be very clear. There's only one mother. I'm not going to do this with you, Dice. This is that pettiness stuff I'll be talking about. You <laughs> Don't do that, okay? There's only one mother. Like I'm that. talking about... No, no, you can have the questions all you want. There's only <laughs> one that grew up, that was in that household that can actually <laughs> bear a child. So I'm talking about the one that can actually one bear can children. Bear. Yeah, there's only one that can okay, bear. bear. Be very clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you can't make that up. You can't... Ooh. There's no surgery... To be able to put that inside of somebody, you have to be born with that. That's something that God bless women with. Okay, I'm just saying, like it's been a tough road for them. I'm not. I I I get it, but I, you know. No, I I I blame the mother for uh, exploiting her daughter. I do exploiting her daughter with the sex tape with Ray Mm. J Mm. and getting famous off of that, and then turning that into a reality show. I do. If that's the only idea you have for making money 
yeah, we, we've always have issues with that. I do. I would never exploit my daughter that. No, no, I would do everything I could to make sure that tape never got out on that level. That's just me, though. No, you can't put a dollar amount on my daughter and prostitute my daughter and some other young man who has a family and a household like it's a good thing. So we, we clearly agree to disagree that they don't see things spiritually like we see it because I call that prostitution. Yeah, I'm not going to put a sex tape out of my son or my daughter and I call myself a believer and say, oh, this is cool. This is where the world's going. No, 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 no. I'm prostituting my son, prostituting my daughter. And then I'm capitalizing off the prostitution by selling the tape. No, well, we're not doing that. We're not doing I, that. I think that when you live and everybody knows this, if you live in L.A., if you've been to L.A., if you go to visit, there is a certain reality that does not exist across the world. And I think they've just been living in their own reality. And it's dangerous. Like, that's one thing about the Internet. I can see why people are like, man, you need to get off the Internet because you'll start to live in these other people's reality. And that's not the real world. That's not how stuff really works. I mean, from diversity, they've chosen to be very diverse in their relationships. And I like that. I think they've made it more popular for uh, black women to be accepted. And the reason why I say that is because of their all their initial uh, fake enhancements. And I, all I think is it brought light to women who have natural big lips, natural big behinds. Like naturally, I am I look like this, but you are attempting. You're doing your surgery and your and your Botox. You're doing all this to look like me. Facts. So, so I think that they, you know, that kind of, you know, just made other people look at regular natural women uh, and be like, man, you know, I do like that look. <laughs> but you know, I, I like it on a, I like it on a regular girl. Like not 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 where somebody has to go get it pumped up every week. So, I mean, I think in in unindately inundatingly, I think is how you said. I think on accident. You know, they have kind of brought some things to culture. Like, and I mean, even when Kim tried to do the cornrows and stuff like that, people, hell, he got that from black women. And then they did like this whole spread on black women and where that came from. So I think because they have leaned into different cultures, they've been able to highlight different cultures in a way where people could see beauty in the in the culture where they got it from. But because they always call them the culture vulture, culture votes because they have snatched a lot of things from different cultures. And, um, you know, they have but you know what they've been entertaining that's the one thing you can't say if they ain't done nothing else <laughs> I, I ain't impressed forgive me pray for me I ain't impressed they've been listen we take focus dice gamble <laughs> listen tiptoe Tuesday you know how we get down we are just talking turning news we'll be right back keep it locked you're tuned into the fix and the fix is in yes sir DJ focus dice gamble you tap back mm. into the fix uh, and we are in the middle of our real talk conversation for the day. We already talked a little bit about uh, Tory Lanez. Uh, but, yeah, of course, we have to talk about, you know, something that's uh, very much impactful uh, that has been impactful. Uh, you know, a lady who has been impactful for broadcasting, TV, as well as journalism. We are all mourning the loss of Barbara Walters, who passed away at 93 years old. And um, Dice, I know you have a lot to talk about just on her legacy, her life, everything she meant to us as, uh, you know, broadcasters, journalists, mm -hmm. um, but specifically to women and everything she's done um, for women uh, to give you an opportunity to do what you do. And you do it very well. <laughs> you know what? I appreciate that. No, uh, this one, uh, you know, this one, this is a heavy hitting uh, death, but definitely everybody has been celebrating Barbara 
Walters. Um, everybody knows she's a television news broadcaster originally, and she, in 1976, became the first female anchor on an evening news show program. And um, she became co-host of 2020, for those of you who are in that uh, era. And then today's people pretty much know her by uh, launching The View. So she she launched that show that uh, obviously women all over the world watch. And, um, I mean, nobody has done more interviews than her as a woman. Nobody's interviewed more high-profile uh, men and women across the world than her. So, I mean, she, she's, she's just fantastic. I just think um, she did enough. You know, like she retired from The View in 2014. And she just said, I ain't got nothing else to prove. Like, you know what I'm saying? I've achieved everything I wanted to achieve. I've, I've done what I feel like I've called to do. And then she still stayed uh, executive producer of that show. So, um, I, I just, I love this because her struggle was focused. She wasn't cute. You know, back in the day, they were like, Hey, you gotta have a certain look, um, you know, a certain education. And like I said, she had a speech impediment. Everybody knows Barbara can't really say her R's and W's, you know, very well. Um, but she just has ran past every barrier. I think she kicked the door open for women, just proving that, listen, I'm here and uh, I can do the same job these men do. I can do the exact same job these men do. So she just kept showing up, showing up. And um, yeah, I mean, even the ABC News headquarters in New York is renamed the Barbara Walters Building. Really? Hello. I didn't know that. Okay. They did it May 2014, renamed the thing because wow. that's her legacy. When people just shut their whole thing down and put your name on it. <laughs> That's real. Yeah, because nobody nobody's done more, you know, at, at ABC than her. So, I mean, she's just dope. Um, you know, she really I, I, one of her high profile cases, and I know how you feel about these chicks in the White House sneaking in and out. She did the Monica Lewinsky interview. Um, yeah, so uh, that was a really really big one um, that kind of reignited her career. Um, you know, because by then she had already done almost everything. That was like, was it 2010? Something like that. Mm. So, yeah. But uh, no, it was 1999. Take that back. March 3rd, 1999, the Monica Lewinsky thing. Um, she's just, after JFK's assassination, um, she was the one reporting that uh, in 1963. But her, her thing spanned like five uh, decades of journalism. Mm. Just absolutely five decades of journalism, interviewing presidents, Barbara Streisand, like I said, Fidel Castro, just interviews. She interviewed people that other people were either scared to interview, wouldn't go to interview, or just didn't think that, you know, they were worthy to interview. But I mean, just like Catherine Hepburn, Christopher Reeve, like, I don't know, man, she just, she just has a lot of banging, banging interviews. And like I said, don't even pull up the view, you know, don't even pull that up. No, don't even pull it up. Listen, I, I'm. I, you said so much, and you're absolutely right. To be able to propel women to another level, and and we talk about faith, and um, I don't really know uh, what her spiritual beliefs were. I'm not going to really get into it, but I think this is a great example of showing how somebody can walk out on faith and trust that she was skilled enough for the job, could get the job done, mm -hmm. and the endurance of never giving up and being able to be in the masses and show people no no I'm a great journalist 
I'm a great broadcaster. Mm. Give me the opportunity. When you give me the opportunity, mm-hmm. I'm going to take it and run and show you what I can do with it. And I love that about her. She always, uh, like you said, in spite of maybe a couple of issues with her speech impediment and different other things, she didn't let that stop her. And, and I definitely want you to talk a little bit more about imaging. I think that's very, very important. This is always something that's put out in front of the masses, especially for you as a lady. Speak a little bit about imaging and just how you see that and how people perceive, okay, you have to be this fine, slim, tall model, whatever. I don't know what it is, but I'm just Mm. saying, but you as a lady and just being an artist, uh, entertainer over the years, Mm. how has that worked for you? And just in general for you, when you talk about imaging and the things you had to, had you, had that been an obstacle for you or had you, you know, had to fit into certain rooms and feel a certain type of way because uh, people wanted an image uh, uh, thought they had the image they thought you should be looking like compared to what you felt comfortable in your own skin doing of course I mean people always have their idea of what you should look like and I think maybe only one time did I really uh, give not give in but maybe put on something where I was like oh, I'm not comfortable in this but you know, focus. I'm not gonna. I, I'm just one. I'm, I'm not gonna do what I don't feel comfortable doing. You know, and I think that she's always been a great example of that. Where, yeah, they always wanted uh, concerning journalism. They always wanted like a pretty face. I mean, you can look at ESPN now, and all the chicks are hot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it is what it is. Like there is this lane of hey, uh, long hair, uh, tight fitted dress, or you got your chest out, or woo woo. But one of the things Barbara didn't do is she did not fit that mold. She wore her suits. She wore her shirts she wore whatever she wanted to wear and she was always an advocate for women being able to do that and so that's why when even when she created the view in 1997 she picked uh, a diverse group of people whoopi goldberg joy uh sunny and Alyssa, and even sarah but um and i think they put this anna navarro in there at one point but she just chose people who represented different types of women and i think that's her whole brand is she showed i can be who i want to be I can be who I want to be. I can wear what I want to wear, but I don't have to conform to your idea of what it looks like to be a girl being a journalist. Like, you know what I'm saying? The the goal is to get the story. The Mm. goal is to get the story. That's the goal. So you adding in all that other stuff is just ridiculous. So that's why I'm saying. I think that's why she ran circles around people is she just didn't have that mindset. She didn't have that mindset. So, um, no, definitely inspiring. She has a great story. Um, you were asking about her religion. They believe she was Jewish, you know. Okay. Okay. Um, but you know, I mean, I'm just saying, like, she's just she's just a beast. I mean, you would wish your life would be 50 years of really giving, and I mean, like, giving. Yes. Just just giving giving the juice, you know, but also just changing how the world operates. Because trust me, journalism is absolutely different for women because of her. So. No, I agree. It is definitely different. And um, like I say, I, I tip my hat to you ladies um, because I understand that, you know, you guys are walking into usually male driven uh, industries, especially this when you talk about entertainment, music, you know, so it's always off the top. You know, there's going to be more men usually in these uh, rooms, boardrooms and meeting rooms. So and then, and, and of course, you know. I wish we would get to a place and you said some too as well when you talked about all the the sports anchors that are mm-hmm. selected for ESPN mm-hmm. yeah, and how they're selected. all attractive how they all you know mm-hmm. have a certain look yeah 
I wish we would get past that. I'm be honest with you, where we 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 allow for society to continue to over sexualize women. I do. I I, I I I just the more I become a believer of Christ, um, I mean, sorry, more I grow in my word in Christ. It's like some of these men are believers in these boardrooms. Some of these uh, men, uh, you know, are professed Christians. And I'm just wondering, you know, you, you saying these things or, you know, you're not giving uh, some of the best people an opportunity when you talk about ladies uh, opportunity to do these jobs. It's because, like you say, it's because of image, you know, and you're looking for someone who's going to be selling people on just how she looks and not what she does, you know. And uh, it's never it's never like that for men. I should be very clear because no, it's not. It's not. I'm just being honest and I'm not downplaying men or trying to be disrespectful. I'm just being honest. Like I I always walk into rooms, meetings, boardrooms and just different areas. And listen, I see CEOs that are all shapes and sizes, colors. But, you know, it, it, it's never a limitation when it comes to men. But to your point, yes, uh, if you are a lady in this industry, mm-hmm. it's always harder for you all to be able to be in the conversation and treat it respectfully. Yeah. Not disrespected, mm-hmm. you know, and, and given the same opportunities that a, a man would be given. So I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. I mean, and the way that you change that is you create your own. That's what she did. Yeah. She's yeah. like, you know, I, I see there's no space. There's no uh-huh. space for women to be who they are. As we know, you know, Whoopi Goldberg definitely has never fallen into that category of I'm about to be out here doing what y'all want me to do. <laughs> you know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I really appreciate Barbara for giving women a stage and a place. But there takes it's, it's there's two parts to this, too. Like, you know, yeah, men, you know, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Y'all own a lot of things, but women have to start owning their their dreams too like it falls back on women as well and being supportive like you know after a woman creates something women need to be supporting that thing um as well so um you know we can talk about it we can get into the end of the uh, wnba to talk one day about this women supporting women okay i don't i don't understand that either i don't know why women are, are not supporting each other at a higher number like why is that <clears throat> i think we we got to change it we just got to change it. You know, that's all. I mean, you know, we, you know, and we're making strides, but truth be told, focus women weren't allowed to do anything till what? 1960. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy to say it because it, it ain't, it ain't been that long ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. So just the fact that women even have a space, you know what I'm saying? Like there was a point of time where women couldn't talk or do anything or have anything or say anything, you know, and, you know, we look around the world and it's kind of like that in uh, foreign countries. I mean, they still got to cover their face and cover their hair and cover their every dress in black, head to toe and just have your little, uh, your eyeballs out. I never forget one time I was in the store with my son and he's about your grandson's age uh, focus. And we were in a shoe store mm-hmm. and, uh, he tapped me on the shoulder and he said, ma, I said, what? He said, it's a ninja. <laughs> he said, "It's a ninja." Oh, because they had the mask. Yeah, yeah. She was from head to oh, toe. Oh, bless his life. And I was like, "Wow!" It was it was the cutest thing, but I, in the at the same time, I was like, he was like, "I gotta process what I see right now," <laughs> and what I see, he like his process was, ah. Uh, that's a ninja. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, but I, I thought I thought he was uh, very gracious with uh, giving her that title. But I mean, and got in respect to all different kinds of religions. But um, I'm just saying, like, there are some some people who oppress women, 
you mm-hmm. know, women, like even now we have some women locked up in, abroad who, because they spoke up, you know, or they got the interview or, you know, like it gets shut down, you know? So, Absolutely. Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. But anyway, listen, DJ focus, dice gamble. Listen, we, we, we just wanted to, uh, you know, highlight, uh, the career of the trailblazer, um, the iconic legend, um, Barbara Walters and the legacy that she left for women. Um, it was so impactful. Listen, we got to go to a quick break. We'll mm-hmm. be right back with our closing thoughts. Keep it locked. You're tuned into the fix. And the fix is in. Yes, sir. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix right here on Sirius XM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. We appreciate y'all mm-hmm. uh, tapping in with us this morning on this Tiptoe Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had some trendy news today. Uh, we definitely wanted to uh, pay our homage and respect to the legendary, iconic Miss Barbara Walters, her life, the legacy that she left. Mm-hmm. Um, we know she passed away at 93 years of age a few days ago, but um, her life and her legacy will live on for years to come, Dice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, she's been a huge inspiration for women all over the world, definitely including myself and just her dedication to her art and the gift that God gave her like for uh, 50 years, 50 plus years. Um, man, I mean, you just, these people don't exist anymore. <laughs> I mean, they just don't exist anymore. So she's a rare gem. And, um, you know, she really brought a lot of things to life. And um, she left a lot of her legacy here on Earth. Like we have a lot of video footage, a lot of great interviews, things that, I mean, it was just history in the making. And so, um, no, it's just definitely an honor to kind of highlight some of the things she's done uh, today, you know, celebrating her life. So I can only hope that somebody could celebrate 50 years of me doing what I what I do you know I can only hope only, only hope and pray no I agree with you I agree with you <laughs> um, we also talked today uh, you know a little trendy news uh, unfortunately about the uh, Tory Lanez verdict um, mm-hmm. he was found guilty of uh, shooting Megan Thee Stallion mm-hmm. um, when is that court date when is he going to face his sentencing sometime right. in January is it January yeah. 27th I want to say yeah mm-hmm. so we're definitely praying for him and his family uh, mm-hmm. to be very transparent definitely praying for him and his family mm-hmm. praying that um, you know um, I don't know what his spiritual beliefs are but I pray that uh, you know he mm-hmm. trusts in Jesus Christ or learns yeah. or you know finds a relationship with Jesus Christ yeah um, if he has one now or behind you know the prison walls unfortunately for his time I pray yeah. that God keeps his mental uh, peace stable mm-hmm. as much as possible mm-hmm. and um, you know I- I'm praying that uh, you know he's able to come home and uh, you know get his life back together after he mm-hmm. does his uh, his sentencing and uh, mm-hmm. you know really be able to move forth but I definitely am praying for peace and comfort uh, for his family his parents mm-hmm. um, I believe he has a child too as well um, yeah, I, I know he's married, but he does have a son. So definitely mm-hmm. praying for him and his family. Mm-hmm. And and let's let's continue to uh, you know, um, not only um, talk about these situations, but pray for their family, mm-hmm. um, pray for the people to really have understanding. I just really believe you know uh, the better um, relationship you grow with Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. it helps to keep you out of some of these situations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, none of us are perfect, including myself, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. all fall short. But I just really feel like I, I don't know how a lot of people are operating dice without Jesus Christ because I'm a mess with them let alone if I didn't have them yeah I, I know uh, it w- it, I would be the same way I would be <laughs> behind uh, the prison walls right now 
uh, if, it if it wasn't for grace because I yeah, am not perfect know. and I have not lived a perfect life. But I'm definitely praying for the Lanes family. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely praying for Walter, uh, forgive me, Barbara Walters family too as well. Mm-hmm. Her loved ones mm-hmm. that are still living, mm-hmm. that are mourning um, her loss and grieving right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just praying that we continue to get better, Dice. I said, yeah. I said, this is a new year for us, and mm-hmm. I want us to get better at our craft of broadcasting journalism mm-hmm. and everything we do, even even when we talk about these stories. Oh yeah, um, I want to make sure we continue to talk about both sides. And for anybody who uh, you know who was hearing me go on a little rant about the Kardashian and Jenner family, please <laughs> forgive me. Um, I, I just, I just, you know, I, I'm being for, for real. I, I had a moment, so once again, please forgive me. Um, I'm definitely, um, and Dice, you've been helping with this. I'm starting to understand, um, things a little bit better and understanding that, you know, you got to meet people where they are yeah. and show a little bit more grace. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's where I'm at this year. I do want to show a little more grace. I'm still holding people accountable, but on, some now. people I can't hold accountable if they don't follow, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, the way I follow Jesus Christ. So that's the mm-hmm. other thing too, as well. Uh, mm-hmm. spiritual growth, spiritual maturity shows me, uh, mm-hmm. life lessons show me that, you know, you have to be able to submit to God and change mm-hmm. some things mm-hmm. and they might not be there yet. So that's fine. I, I'm right. going to leave it at that. They might not be there yet, but it is our job to report the news that it's just always funny. There's something always funny happening when they always in the middle of it. I'm sorry. That's all I got for the day, Dice. I appreciate you uh, kicking it with me today, the Dicer. The Dicer is always in rare form. Bless her heart. She's always in rare form. Um, Shouts out to Stevie Rizzo. That, that, was a, that was a great interview you did with Stevie Rizzo. Absolutely. Rizzo in the building. I mean, he's just dope. And y'all make sure y'all following Rizzo. And I know this is going to be a big year for him, too. <clears throat> so uh, y'all make sure y'all keep up with a brother because he, he's, he's always dropping heat. And that wisdom and that knowledge like you talk about, you know, he's passionate about it. So I can't wait to even have him back on the show. Back you know, I'm, ex- I'm excited, too, as well. I love. So here's my thing. We talk about Christian hip hop all the time. Mm-hmm. And we know what Christian hip hop is doing. Mm-hmm. But there's a different sound when you talk about artists like um jordan armstrong mm-hmm. you know stevie rizzo mm-hmm. um tiana gunn yo yo mm-hmm. sis mm-hmm. Um, come on when you talk about that urban gospel sound like mm-hmm. i just love this music that's being created like mm-hmm. it's just it, it just, just moves me to another level so i just think we in a good place oh, a yeah. good space with we got a little bit of everything like you say dice there's not uh, too many rooms we walk in and we say, oh, you like this? Listen to her. Mm-hmm. Oh, you like such and such? Mm-hmm. Listen to him. Mm-hmm. Like, we we, we there. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't wait till we, we, we surpass them and be like, okay, no, no, we're the standard. Yep. <laughs> Y'all been holding it down for years and years. Absolutely. But listen, we got God on this thing, so we the yeah. standards. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's yeah. going down. I mean, right now. Right now, so it's good. I'm excited. I'm excited for this year absolutely mm-hmm. listen we appreciate y'all uh listen go out and be great today kings and queens we will be right back tomorrow wisdom wednesday y'all know how we do it listen dice got another 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 <laughs> spiritual detox i'm telling you from uh this little young little 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 bull i'm gonna call him a young little bull from the shot town right where dice at when i tell you y'all ain't ready for gaa sun sun mm-hmm. you better tap in tomorrow ga sun sun <laughs> will be in the building with us tomorrow for our spiritual detox oh yeah and of course you know we're gonna have another great good. real talk conversation mm-hmm. so until tomorrow as always remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive jesus christ is always the answer kingdom mm-hmm. advancement is always the goal mm-hmm. fixes in we out peace y'all